You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules information and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standar. From a pay phone, call collect. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? And good morning, everybody. Welcome aboard. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network for this Sunday, June 19th of 2022. Happy uh, Father's Day to everybody. and Also, happy uh, Juneteenth. We'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. From the ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And in the newly moved, totally restored, bright and shining Radio TFI executive tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, Sure. Good morning, kids and kittens. Hey, look, I'm back talking actually myself again, feeling much, much better this week. Thank you for all of those that tolerated last week's. Yes, we have a new camera angle, which I'm still not sure about. We, uh, we've we got bugs in the system because why wouldn't we? Uh, but yes, and we've also got, wait, wait for it, right outside the window here, Yeah, they're, 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 they're still doing work. So if you hear hammers or and machinery going, they're legitimately still doing work right outside my window. So uh, once again, thank you very much, and we're happy to be here. And good morning, Mr. Shannon. How are you today? Well, just a couple of stages below crippled. But other than that, not uh, not too bad, I guess. All things considered, I'm still breathing. So. That's the bright side. <laughs> well, that's good. And just, I, I can't, I, I don't know if it's coming across. I'm hearing little gremlins in my headphones here. I don't know if it's a headphones. I don't know what it is. So we'll uh, muddle through it. we will muddle through it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I am woefully behind here. So anyway, how, how are you today there, young man? I'm I'm just fine. I'm just fine. Why don't we go ahead and jump on the uh, jump on the horse here right away? Let's get the go go ahead and get the markets uh, uh, through. And I actually have a couple of little things industry related before we move on too. So, all right, let's uh, roll. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by New Construction. 
Uber closed the week at $21.81, down $1.91. Lyft closed the week at $14.89, down $0.88. Cents. Meanwhile, Tesla closed the week at $6.50.28, down $46.51. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. I really got to watch my timing. <laughs> I like the little uh, uh, little I, sound back there. As it was one more, one more time. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're overdue for that one. Uh, uh, if you if you look at, at at these stock prices, they are just dropping, uh, dropping like like rocks out of the sky. It, it, it lift lift alone. Oh my goodness, uh, they're they're going to be down to giving that stock away. Uh, any day now, any day now, they're going to be sub ten dollars before you know it. And uh, good morning, afternoon, evening, Mister Shaw. Nice to see you again. Uh, but yeah, so they're pretty much they're pretty much on the uh, what we are all hoping to see over the years. And and again, if anybody's watching us on the video, I'm still trying to adjust to the new camera angles. So <laughs> I'm not ignoring anybody. I'm <laughs> it's just a brand new setup and. And we're working on it. Uh, so yeah, there's a couple of uh, couple of stories here uh, relating to uh, uh, relating to Uber and Lyft. One thing now that the latest uh, uh, excuse. This is coming out of New York City uh, that uh, that people supposedly now are staying home from the office. Because of surging Uber prices, it's the latest thing yeah. out. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, yeah, and again, again, I don't know what uh, Uber is uh, charging these days as far as uh, uh, compared to the rest of the country. The rest of the country's prices, as far as Uber and Lyft are concerned. concerned. <laughs> I, I, from what I've seen in the rest of the country, country are pretty comparable to taxi rates. Uh, although our company just uh, just did something that actually kind of surprised me, uh, as we pretty much have washed our hands of any uh, any of the local municipalities anymore in the uh, Twin Cities here. Uh, yeah, we, I'm sorry, what? what? I said, yay for you. I called for that where I was years ago. Civil disobedience. But we're uh, we're charging for the cat for uh, private paying customers. Now we're charging a $15 minimum. Mm-hmm. And with, with gas prices, these, uh, well, uh, you have to understand where we here, where we are is it isn't, it isn't, it isn't like, there in New York City, where everything, where the population is, what's the word I'm looking for? Concentrated. I mean, concentrated. The business day, the normal business day, is concentrated in Manhattan. Uh-huh. That's where everybody, that's where the majority of people head to every day, and that's where they head from at the end of said day. Right. I I agree with you. When I lived in South Florida, it was the same thing. Uh, while a lot of people worked in Miami, uh, I I mean. We were 35 miles from Miami, so we didn't have certainly downtown Fort Lauderdale had its had its share, but we were all over the place. There was I, I agree with you, there was no central destination. 
each and every working day. And we just did, uh, they just decided that what the what we were getting uh, from the the cash run, we get a few airport runs, and that uh, that didn't uh, affect any of our airport runs because uh, unless you were unless you were living uh, like just right outside of uh, the airport property, there it would be a fifteen dollar ride to get into the airport. Right. Into the, into the right. terminal. So it didn't really affect any of that type of business. But what we were getting, what we wound up getting a lot of people uh, that were that, that, those, gro- those grocery store rides. Well, yeah, that. Local rides, the local rides. And the ones that were, the, I tell you, I swear to God, there for a while, I was getting at least once a day somebody going from their uh, abode to the liquor store and back. Right, right. And, um, you know, here's, here's the deal. I, I understand if you're right on top of one of those rides, that's not that big of a deal, but Mm -hmm. especially in the, even in the first tier suburbs here, we have, you know, you have to drive for three, four miles sometimes to get to where the pickup address is. I tell you, Ed, for the first time, uh, since uh, I've been driving, 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 I paid over three hundred dollars for the week for gasoline. Uh, I believe, believe me, I, I am uh, another reason number seven hundred and fifteen that I'm glad I'm no longer in the transportation business. Is I I, I remember some years ago when it first hit four dollars a gallon during the uh, that was during the Bush years near the uh, like two thousand six two thousand seven. And uh, or before that, whatever whatever it was, and I remember at the time going, "My goodness, this is you know." And now, like I said, I bought gas about a week ago. Uh, I paid five thirteen a gallon. It, it, it's, I mean, I know other places in this country are paying more. I also know that on the global stage, we are we are not even close to being at the top. No, we're not. And by the way, just 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 to let me put this out there, what what most people don't know, most people don't know what controls the price of gas. The price of gas is set by the price of crude oil and its availability, the cost to refine, the cost to distribute, taxes, both federal and state, and the oil company's desire for profit. None of these factors are controlled by the president of the United States. And by the way, that was posted on Twitter by uh, somebody married to somebody, Mrs. Shannon, somebody or other. Yeah, it's absolutely right. And the thing is, is that the oil companies, it isn't like they're restricted. It isn't like we've, they've had a hurricane bear down. They could produce more fuels they could refine more fuels if they so desire sure they could sure they could but right now making record profits sure i I find it always interesting uh, in as everybody's screaming about the price of this the price of that and you turn around these companies are making record profits oh by the way just as an aside 
Uh, if you ask a Republican about the January 6th hearing, oh, oh, oh more people are concerned about uh, high gas prices right now. I got news for you. I can carry two thoughts in my head at the same time. You know, yes, I'm concerned about high fuel prices, but I can also watch you people's. Mm. Anyway, uh, have you watched any of that? John? I lost John. John's off in a. He's either frozen or uh, there he is, or he can't hear me. I don't think John can hear me, or I, he's, I don't know where he is right now. So, uh, so we're going to play a little, a little clip here while, uh, while we figure out what's going on with John. And speaking of, of the January 6th hearing, the radio show host, Mike Crute was on Fox news and uh, he got under their skin a little bit when he had the nerve to accuse them of not covering it. Let, let's take a look. Every single day. Uh, we should be talking about the January 6th hearings that go again live <laughs> that this network failed to cover because I tell you what, the real fight is for democracy. The real fight is for the soul and the real bullshit is that your network won't cover it. Whoa, 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 whoa. We covered it plenty. We just aired it on the Fox Not Business Network. We sent it to out all of our Fox stations. Fox Business Dude, Network. Dude, you're going to come on my, here. My, Let my, me set my, the my, record straight. I, I want to be neutral here, that, but when you attack our network, okay. I got a problem with that. Did you Mike, want any? That's the kind of filth. Mike, Mike, let me get in show? here. Mike. Mike, hold on. That's the kind of filth we get from the other side using profane That's language. That's exactly the words yeah, used. Yeah, the Democrats by the want to focus on January sixth. The Democrats want to focus on everything but it's the main cool issue, shirt. and that the is the fact that we've got historic gas prices. All right, I don't know who this Mike Crook guy is, but I'm going to start listening to him. In the meantime, young Mister Shannon is having massive, massive te technical issues. You would almost think he had moved into a new studio, but no, 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 no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send up a flare one more time. John, can you hear me? I'm guessing no. So anyway, let's continue on. Uh, again, we're watching the uh, watching the January six hearings, and what's so incredible and let's face it, heartwarming in, in my eyes is the fact that there's no Democrats up there saying these things. It's all not just Republicans. But it's people Trump hired, the best, the best and the brightest, are just burying him. And uh, for those of you who still think that, that this thing was some kind of a, a rigged election, uh, listen to his own people. Listen to his own people going on about it. Uh, Al Franken, who, by the way, I have always held, never should have resigned. And quite frankly, I, 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 he should be he running should. for president. And I'm hearing things in my headphone, and I think John is getting close to solving his audio. I have, indeed. Well, so that I, I'm speaking about your boy, uh, Al Franken, your hometown boy there. So yeah. he, was on, he was on CNN the other day. And again, like I was saying, I personally think he should be still in the Senate. Why did he have to resign? Jim, Jim Jordan is still there. Well, I mean, in the house, but let's uh, let's take a listen to what what uh, Franken had to say. Well, couldn't some of the heroism come through transparency before that date? I mean, January fifth was the time they're talking about it. This is why it was the obvious thing he had to do 
I, I, if he was courageous, he would have testified today. And if he was courageous, he would have spoken out about this before. This, this is, and, and you're in touch with Mark Shore. Why didn't he say anything? Why didn't any of these people who are testifying today say anything before this happened? There are people that are dead because they didn't. Wow. Well, you got me. <laughs> Big time professional radio. Oh, you what? <laughs> no, I got out. I got out of the chair. I had to go get something. Anyway. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I, I'm still a firm believer in, in Al Franken. I would vote for him for president today. That brings up a couple of other, uh, a couple of other questions. You know that there are people, uh, there are rumblings within the Democratic Party that are talking about primarying uh, Joe Biden. Uh, I heard that. Hey, you? No, I've 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 heard that on a couple different occasions. I, I look the thing about Biden is something that I've liked about him since day one. He's not as you know. He's not this bombastic, uh, scream, yelling, scream at you type individual. Um, he isn't. I would like to eventually see somebody in there with some fresh ideas and what have you. I, you know, uh, Biden's an old school politician. Yeah, he is. And he still, he still thinks that, you know, that uh, I'll, he still thinks that he can do things through negotiation, through bipartisanship, whatnot. That's not the world we're living in right now, unfortunately. No, it's not. But let's keep in mind, he was what we needed to put this house fire out. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now, what, when the fire department shows up, do I want the brand spanking new rookie with the with the tattoos up and down his arms, or do I want a grizzled veteran who knows that you know where to aim that stream of water? Mm. You know, that's what we needed for right now. We can worry about repainting the house down the line, but right now we needed steady, firm, reliable leadership, mm. and that's what we're getting right now. Uh, is he doing things 100%? No, no president ever does. Nobody's ever going to be. Uh, yeah, let's face it. Uh, they're, they're, they're all, they've, he fell off his bike yesterday, the day before. And I, saw, I, saw, I, saw, I saw the video of it. His foot got caught in the pedal strap. It happens. If you've ever ridden a bike, it happens. Uh, and, of course, I, I, I don't even have to see any of it, although I heard you playing a clip pre-show. Uh, they're going to go nuts on the other side. He's too old. I saw something this morning. Those are not. Those are the legs of a young man. So that video is, you know, please. His foot got caught. He fell off the bike. Let's not, you know, let's not make a federal case out of it. At least he's on a bike. Uh, you can go back how many presidents and there's uh, pictures of them out there jogging, riding bikes, doing this, that, and the other thing. What do we? What do we get for four years? That fat tub of orange goo. Him, him riding a golf cart. So, well, you know, well, he, did, he, did, he did run down that ramp, boy. <laughs> oh, don't, don't make me dig that up. Don't I, make I, me I, dig I you about digging that up. Oh, that's still on the website. That's one thing that will never come off the website. Uh, uh, uh radio uh, Lord knows that needs to be updated, but uh, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I ran down the ramp. I, I must have run a thousand feet. And his, and his followers believe him. They they just they just. Uh... So, uh, have you had a chance to watch any of the January sixth hearings? Or I haven't had got a chance to watch it. I have listened to it. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. You've you've been following it. That's yeah, that's absolutely. Cool. I, uh, I I personally think thus far they've put together a hell of a case, a hell of a presentation. Uh, they know where they're going. And they it, it, remember, it's all backed up by Trump's own, I don't want to use the word henchmen, but it seems to apply. Uh, mm-hmm. But his own people. His own, his own daughter. Oh, I love seeing that piece of, piece of videotape. Of uh, Vanky, Vanky, uh, oh, oh. admitting it, it, that that the old man lost. It, it's when uh, when Trump didn't want to believe his his inner circle, you know, his uh, Bill Barr and the, these mm-hmm. others. Others, look, dude, you lost. Get over it. Uh, then he then he started bringing in the wackadoodles, you know, right. uh, Sidney Powell, right. and Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, there's something that's out in an ABC uh, news poll here that say six in ten Americans say Trump should be charged for the January sixth riot. I I I see no reason why not at this point. And remember, we have a lot more to go, and. And the Department of Justice is asking for all this stuff. So, I mean, by now, look, I know we're all impatient. We all want to see, we all want to see the perp walk. Although they're going to need three sets of handcuffs to uh, handcuff Trump behind his, with his arms behind his back. You see how they do it with big old people? They got to use two sets of cuffs because they mm-hmm. can't get their arms back there. They're going to need at least three with Trump. That's my prediction. And uh, you know, 754 800 chat 754 800 2428. That's the number. If you want to uh, join in on the conversation, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I seem to have had my audio issues uh corrected here. Thank god. Hey, good job of carrying, good job of carrying, good job of carrying while I am. We'll pat ourselves on the back later. So this week at the hearing, we had Michael J., uh, former judge Michael J. Ludig, who I believe summed it up on uh, how he referred to uh, Trump and his minions. And uh, this, we're going to, this is from the Lincoln Project. Uh, It's a few seconds of it, of what he had to say at, at the hearing under oath, mixed in with some other. Donald Trump. If you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. And his allies and supporters are a clear and present danger. You fucking politicians are going to get fucking drugged through the streets. To American democracy. I still don't understand. What kind of American believes that their sitting president 
would call out for violence and then follow through with it. What part of the history of this country makes you think, have we had revolutions in the past? Yes, when we were a young nation, and uh, we're not that anymore. We're not that anymore. And what made you think you had to bring bear mace and baseball bats and all other things for a quote unquote the peaceful peaceful uh protest protest which is you know that's that that excuse has been falling apart since the second it was this thing has lasted like like a like toilet paper under a running water it it, it just falls apart as soon as you look at it. Let, let's not forget the gallows and the chance of hang Mike Pence. And my goodness, apparently, look, I'm no Mike Pence fan, but good gravy. They they were no more than about 40 feet from getting Pence. And then how many of them would have been, been shot and killed by the, <clears throat> by Secret Service? Well, that's just it. But we'd have had, we'd have had uh, yeah, it would have been a lot bloodier than it was, and it was bloody enough. It, it was bloody enough. And uh, and there's no way uh, the Secret Service could have could have handled the, uh, you know, a mob. There, there would have been dozens dead, including the vice president. Well, that's just okay. it, you know, and including the VP. Yeah. So the problem, the problem is, is Trump, Trump amongst, amongst a, lot, a lot of problems is he does not realize the ramifications of his words words when no, when no, you no. are john you're wrong it's not that he doesn't realize he doesn't care well <laughs> you could you could make an argument for that as well i am making that argument <laughs> trump shooting his mouth off it, it's one thing if you and i shoot our mouths off every on sunday this, on, every sunday over on this little wattage radio station we call radio tfi in the darkest deepest darkest corner of the internet exactly <laughs> but, but it, it nobody you know we got maybe we got a handful of people that list that are listening to us live and thousand and another hand listen to the uh, uh listen to the playback you know and we appreciate each and every one of them. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you and I are never going to have the same audience that um, Donald Trump has. The nerve of you. Who in the hell do you think? Yeah, yeah, well, no, he's got the bully pulpit. Look, right, wrong, or indifferent, he was El Presidente, which commands a certain uh, audience. I mean, then... Look, I don't want to get 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 knee deep into a discussion of Trump's media power, then or now. I I I I'm more concerned. I'm more interested in talking about how we're finally going to nail his ass and the rest of them to the wall. That's uh, I will be watching next week when uh, is the next hearing? By the way, Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Good. That, that's that's the next scheduled hearing. So okay. Uh, uh, so I'll I'll be I'll be glued to that. Uh, although uh, it, it's 
on a side note, you know, I've been moving this whole time and I'm just, you know, I'm making a couple of trips a day between the old place, and the new place. And, uh, I, I still, this cup coming week is for me, my self-imposed deadline of, although I've got the old apartment for another two weeks, I need to get everything out of there cleaned. And, and I got the storage locker that needs to be, well, once my garage is finished, uh, yeah, I'll have I'll have a place to store all this stuff. But anyway, so to be a bigger project than uh, you thought it might be, huh? Mm, we'll talk about it off here. It sounds good. Okay, okay. but so I uh, our our dear our dear uh, friend, the politics girl. Uh, she she's uh, she's taking it easy on Trump's minions a little bit. She's saying it's not your fault. Let's uh, let's give her a listen here. Hi. So if you're a Trump supporter and you're watching the one six hearings or seeing clips from them and you're feeling confused or angry or betrayed, that's understandable. If you believed Trump's lies about the election being stolen, that's not your fault. The president of the United States lied to you. He lied to you for his own benefit. He lied to you to stay in power. He lied to you to grift money. More than $250 million worth of money that he didn't use for an election defense fund like he told you, but he transferred into another account so he could do what he wanted with it. He lied to you because the presidency was profitable and he didn't want to let it go. He was legally untouchable. His hotels were thriving and he had the respect and power he thought he deserved. The country spent $150 million for him to visit his own properties. His daughter made $640 million on her trademarks and businesses while working at the White House. His son-in-law made $2 billion from the people who blew up the Twin Towers. And the Republican National Committee paid the rest of his children and their spouses and girlfriends just to exist. It was a racket. But as long as he was still perceived as a winner, he could still ask you for money. Everyone in his circle knew he was lying to you, but they let him do it because it served them. It served their desire for power, their agenda, and their book sales. It served the election laws they changed in the name of his lies. It served their desire for one-party rule. He lied to you. They all lied to you. And that's not your fault. You're supposed to be able to believe the President of the United States. You're supposed to be able to believe your news channel. You're supposed to be able to believe the lawyers that speak with authority on television. But they lied and they will keep lying because they think you won't check. They think you won't change the channel or watch the hearings or use your own mind to figure it out. They conned you and they think they can keep conning you. But this isn't something you should feel bad about. It's something they should feel bad about, but they won't because they don't care. The question is, do you? Well, that's a great point that she makes there. I, I, I mean, aren't we all taught as kids to believe what the president of the United States is telling us? Uh, I mean, they all profited. She's not wrong there. We all know this. The Republican Party knows this. Uh, they're trying to bring us into one-party rule. They want they want to rule. They don't want to govern. It's been well established that the Republican Party, they don't have a platform anymore. It It is literally whatever Trump wants. She is 100% right as far as uh, easing back off the throttle on on the uh, GQP Republicans here. Uh, they're believing everything they're told. They're believing what their news station is telling them, what their president is telling them. And they're all going with the lie. Why? Because it profits them. Uh, Fox News uh, 
even though they're down to, you know, tiny little advertising, that's not how they make their money. They make their money by, but from something called carriage fees. That that's uh, when they're carried on particular cable systems. We need to get them off cable systems. Remember, they're not a broadcast network. They're not governed by the FCC rules. So that's what needs to happen: is they need to be removed from cable, uh, cable networks, satellite networks, et cetera, et cetera, completely. Because they they are just uh, just flat out deniers. Uh, last week, Kellyanne Conway was on real time with Bill Maher and, and I watched him try to give her the opportunity to answer some questions. And all, I I mean, she's an expert spinner. Nobody deflects like Kellyanne. Like I said, she could be the greatest NHL goaltender ever the way she deflects. She kept harping on, and she's very good at just hammering a point staying there until you finally get so fed up with her. She kept saying, but high gas prices, high gas prices. And Mark kept saying, we'll get to high gas prices. Let's answer this question. No, but high gas prices. And uh, you could see the frustration uh, with with Mark. And normally I turn her off when I see her on anything. But I wanted to see, and as always, she talks a lot, but she doesn't say anything. Remember, remember, this, this is the woman that gave us alternative facts. This is also the woman who, uh, who went on about the, uh, the Battle of Bowling Green. You remember the Battle of Bowling Green, don't you, John? <laughs> you know, it, it was, uh, it, we, we, we fought it as hard as we did the air battles in the uh, Revolutionary War, according to Trump. Remember, we captured all the airports then. You know... These people who are whining about what the hell is Kelly Conway doing whining about gas prices? She wasn't whining about gas prices. She was deflecting from the actual question being asked, which was something about Trump. I don't, I I could dig up the clip, but uh, she was deflecting. Right. That's, that's all she was doing. She could care. she, She could care less about gas prices. How do gas prices and the ramif- and the ramifications thereof really apply to her? If you think about it, well, if you look at since, especially since the hearing started, every Republican that is interviewed, once they start hammering into you know, well, the president knew this and he knew that, and but but gas prices, and they go right to gas prices are high. Yeah, and that's got nothing to do with what, what they're saying is we, as the American people, don't have the mental capacity to hold two thoughts at the same time. Uh-huh. I said this earlier. I can be upset about gas prices. I can also be upset about what Trump and his minions did. I can be concerned. I can be, you know, I can also worry about if I'm going to get my laundry done today or not. I can you know, juggle more than one thing at a time. But of course they're, they're, they're working on the, uh, on the theory that Americans as a whole are idiots. And if you just, you hold the big shiny object in front of them, you know, what's affecting everybody right now, high gas prices. So sure. That's the only thing we can talk about. You know, after, after, 
looking at my books this last week and realizing, yeah, 300, actually $317 this week for gas. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Believe me. You know, yes, I know gas prices are high. What is your alternative? You're not going to drive. I don't see the price of gas. I don't really see it affecting the amount of traffic that's out on the road. No, uh, people are still taking summer. People are still taking road trips. I'm still thinking mm-hmm. about taking a taking a road trip a little bit later on uh, this summer. Uh, it is the ones that I that I really feel sorry for are the the truck driver, the independent truck drivers that are paying a dollar more per ga- per gallon for diesel fuel than we're paying for regular unleaded. And don't forget all that stuff that you like. How does it get here? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, look, the oil companies are making their money right now. But in the meantime, it affects everybody down the line because truckers have to raise their rates and, and then the grocery stores have to raise their rate, you know. Exactly. And apparently Uber and Lyft have to raise their rates too. <laughs> yeah, they, they Uber will, will turn around and give everybody a, a you know twenty cents a mile gas surcharge. And it's like uh, you know, look, they're they're fading their way out. Uh for years, for years, long before this, you know, they were they were lucky to retain five, six percent of their, their drivers on an annual basis. This mm-hmm. Even the dumbest of Uber drivers is going to figure this out pretty quick. Oh, I'm going out there and I'm spending five bucks a gallon for gas, and I'm I'm making maybe uh, you know eight dollars an hour. And, and it, take, it takes me two rides to make up that five dollars per gallon. Right. Just right. for a gallon of gas. Yeah. Just for a gallon of gas. Well, you know, hey, it's uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, so, um, yeah, so, so right wing see here to talk about. Uh, why don't we go to this one here? Here, uh, your good your friend, good friend, the one that wants to sell you a back rocks, Mike Lindell. A few years ago, and I said, I get it, you're canceling us. And he had this smirk on his face, and I slammed the computer. Disgusting. Shame on you, Walmart. Shame on you. You know, just because you thought you could wait until now for the American people, for the people of this country to sit there and do a slow cancel out. It's just as bad. You should have just done it on day one when I uh, when I stood up with the evidence out there. That's what they should have done, Brandon. You know, they're they're cowards. They're disgusting. I'm still dying to see the evidence. Yeah, exactly. This guy, this guy has for how long now been saying I've got proof. All right. How about showing some of it? Everybody that claims they have proof. Bring it out. Let's see. Minnesota boy. Come on. I'm I'm here right here in Minnesota. Send me a send me a uh packet with with the the facts. Just send it to me. Yeah. I'll go over it. Yeah. What the hell? I, I, I mean there's this movie, Two Thousand Mules, that even Bill Barr has made fun of. That supposedly proves everything. And yet nobody, you know, but this Dinesh, whatever the hell his name is, 
that 2000 mules movie uh they were charging 30 bucks a shot to see it they've they've lowered the price down to 20 bucks but this is this is your i'm gonna we're gonna show you everything on you know how it really happened and but you got to pay for it you got to pay yeah. for it so uh, 2000 you know, mules to try to reinstate one jackass <sighs> that's nice that's very good I you come I up with that yourself so so Walmart did indeed uh, pull the bags of rocks off their shelves. They, it's uh, lawn and garden season now, so you know they have to have shelf room for uh, for stuff that actually matters. You've actually used a, a one of those pillows, haven't you? I they were giving them away at a Twins game. Right. Not the not the big pillow, but travel. Okay. And. They say you can wash them. Throw, you know, you throw them in the washing machine. No problem, right? When I got done washing it, all the filling inside of it literally bunched up into little, like I said, little hard balls of whatever. <laughs> well, balls of Lindell. Well, that could very well be. Have you? Have you did you notice when you were editing down this uh, this video, you noticed that on his little network, Lindell TV, uh -huh. you, you symbol for that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the, the little American cross flag on. with a cross on it. Yeah, yeah, that 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 video originally was um, a much larger image with a, a split screen of somebody else, and I just I just cropped it down to just Lindell because that's really all we were concerned with and uh when uh, i can I try, and I try not to perpetrate these idiotic images any more than than we absolutely have to but well but yeah. you see this is what this this is what this cult is all about mm -hmm. and the funniest part about it is is that their their number one guy yeah. is a guy that before he uh, before he oh, thought he could reach out to the uh, the Christian right wing, uh, he uh, he no more a goddamn Christian than than I you am. I or uh, you know, and it's oh so oh, you know why I, I got to finish moving? Gil Gil Christ is still over at the old place. Oh, oops, oops. I saw this big pile in the corner. I said, I'll get it later. Oh, it's Gil. Oh, well, he ought to be he ought to be smelling kind of fresh by now. Yeah, yeah, as he always is. But here, let let let's talk about uh, talk about that for a second. Again, something else that uh I found. If you believe that someone is a billionaire without seeing their taxes, a genius if they hide their college grades. A great businessman if they bankrupted casinos, an irresistible ladies man if they have to pay for sex, a philanthropist if their charity was shut down, a patriot if they dodged the draft, a quote-unquote Christian if they don't go to church, an innocent man if they refuse to testify, you're not just gullible, you're a Trump supporter. Exactly. exactly. I, I it, it amazes me to this day that the Christian right 
has embraced this clown as if, you know, look, the fact that he's not a man of faith, I could care about, I could care less about that. I'm not, you know, that's a personal choice, but he's, but he makes it sound as if he is. And they, he does, he ticks all the boxes for what supposedly makes a quote unquote bad Christian. Let's face it, they're all hypocrites to begin with. They're out there just trying to get rich. And uh, look, there's some fine, fine Christians out there doing fine, fine work. And they 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 believe in their faith and they live their faith, and and um, I'm all for them. This ain't them. This ain't them. Well, here's what he has done, though. Why he has attracted the Christians like he has is because, quite frankly, Trump from day one, well, first off, claiming that uh, Obama was a Muslim. Muslim. Uh, He's a racist. Uh, that's, that's what does it. And that brought all these people out of the woodwork to support him. Yes, of course. Because remember, they still believe that Jesus was a white man. Yeah, exactly. Speaking yeah. of uh, lunacy, here's a... Here's a clip from another one of our favorites here, uh, good old Steve Bannon. And we're winning everywhere. We're going to get 55 to 60% of the Hispanic vote this November. We're going to get 50% of the African-American male vote this November. We're going to have a blowout win. We're going to win 80 to 100 seat pickup in the House of Representatives. We're going to win the Senate. We're going to win school boards. We're going to win. We're going to throw out these uh, Soros back DAs. We're going to win state legislatures. We're going to win all the secretaries of state that are running. We're going to win the governorships. We're going to win the state legislatures. This is going to be a massive blot like 1932. You're witnessing right now a political realignment like 1932. And we will we will govern for 100 years after we win 100 seats. You saw it last night. Do you want to I'll govern as a one party kind of uh, no, go total no, government? No, no, no. Do you want to destroy the no, Democratic no, Party? No, no. We well, I, I believe that we will destroy the Democratic Party as a national political institution. You'll have the squad and a progressive party, and you'll have the neoliberal neocons that the January 6th committee is. You'll have Liz Cheney on one side and Kinzinger, and you'll have Shifty Shift and Swallow on the other. A neoliberal neocon that represents Wall Street. A populist uprising of Hispanics, African Americans, and working class people in this country is before us. And you you got to love his energy, though. Oh, absolutely. And he may, he may be right, but I'll guarantee you it is not going to be the ones that are going to be supporting the likes of Donald Trump or any of the other uh, uh, minions that are, uh, they're not going to be supporting the Bulberts and the Marjorie Taylor Gilles. No. 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 Yeah. A, uh, you know, he, he, again, his passion there is I, I I'm really impressed by it. I'm really impressed by it. I, I disagree with it wholeheartedly. Uh the con the content, but his passion, but where he loses me but he gains the uh the, the, the redneck the white Christians is by using the nickname Shifty Shift. Just say Adam oh, Shift. Sure. Honestly, if you can't have any kind of discussion without using derogatory nicknames, then, you know, look, we saw Trump do that. And, you know, Trump is one of these, you know, 
Well, I've always called them shifty shift. No, somebody, you made it up or somebody made it up five minutes ago. You haven't always done it. It's one of those things, that, one of the many things about them that has always annoyed me. I've always, no, you haven't always. Yeah. No, you haven't always. So, seven four eight zero zero chat, seven five four eight zero zero four two eight. If you're uh, listening to us live, you can also send a text to that number if you want. Uh, reach us at Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter, or if you're uh, using the uh, using the old uh, Facebook uh, uh, app here to watch us, well, then just send us a little message. We'll be here for and, you. And during the break, the upcoming break, you're going to have to check your audio. I've come across. We'll talk about it during the break. Uh, well, actually, we won't because I got to go someplace. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're going to miss a doozy. We're back to uh, playing clips. I saw it actually. I did. I did. I did, I did. You did see it. All right. Well, everybody else, stick around. It's it's a classic. It's a Absolutely. classic, and and it fits right in with the uh, with our number two. Speaking of classic, and guess what's back? Our old pal Brent. Brent is back. You may have heard. Well, let let let's let's uh, uh, producers for the Stephen Colbert show were arrested in uh, at the Capitol during the week. Uh, well, I've lost John uh, during the week. They were filming a bit there with uh, Robert Smigel, who, uh, who who who's the voice and the hand behind uh, 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 Triumph, the insult comic dog. Uh, and Brent Tahoon, uh as as always, and we're we're so glad he's back because it's we've missed him. He's got a little something to say about. So it. I just seen on Fox News that so-called comedian Stephen Colbert and now known insurrectionist stormed the Capitol this week. Him and that that Jeff Dunham wannabe Robert Smigel, you know Robert Smigel. He's the guy with that that triumph insult comic puppet. It's like he's got his hand shoved up Don Rickles' dog's ass. That's a real funny bit you got there, Robert. For me to poop on. So let me tell you something, Stephen Colbert. Known insurrectionist, you can't just storm the Capitol and get away with it. Security knew you were there. They seen your U-Haul parked on the steps. You're not slick. You walked into that Capitol with coup on the brain. That's what you did. You know, this wasn't some kind of mere dust-up where some patriots entered through a side window via policeman's shield to the glass and chased some cops. Blue Lives Matter, by the way, and peacefully, peacefully, I might add, smeared feces all over the wall and did a bunch of other stuff but mainly took the tour and stopped off at the gift shop for a pocket constitution. This was a coup. This was a coup with one of the most deadliest weapons known to man, a dog puppet. And this aggression will not stand, Stephen Colbert. Known insurrectionist, this aggression will not stand. <laughs> Brent Terhoon, we're happy to have him back, along with the lovely, the talented John. Shannon, uh, <laughs> John, you're having a date today, aren't you? Yeah, I really am, actually. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. Oh, just do not go in there. Is all I can say. Wow, wow. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to. Uh... Hey, look. Before we, uh, 
before we run out of time in this hour, I, I, I wish I had the other video that I saw this week. Jimmy Carter was on a, uh, an airplane this week, commercial flight. And uh, as he will do, he shook hands with every person on the plane because they want to. Still one of our more popular presidents and in his 90s is still, he's getting more done in a day than that fat gob of orange goo will ever get done in his lifetime just to help other people. Uh, Let's, uh, while we're talking, while we're talking about uh, uh, President Carter, let's, uh, let's go to this clip here real quick. John, this was this was the segue into that. Oh, okay. Did you think I just start talking about Jimmy Carter? Well, I, listen. How long have we been working together now? And who do you think put the clip together? Uh, who brought it to uh, me? And who edited it last night? Okay. Okay, I'm aware of it. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy Carter, one of our greatest presidents, should have been a two-term president, uh, had a lot laid at his feet uh, at the time, and we won't go into that because that was, my God, that was 42 years ago. And uh, But here he is in a debate with, uh, with then-governor or former governor, Ronald Reagan. Nancy? Nancy? Governor Reagan, as a matter of fact, began his political career campaigning around this nation against Medicare. Now we have an opportunity to move toward national health insurance with an emphasis on the prevention of disease, an emphasis on outpatient care, not inpatient care, an emphasis on hospital cost containment to hold down the cost of hospital care for those who are ill, an emphasis on catastrophic health insurance so that if a family is threatened with being wiped out economically because of, very, of a very high uh, medical bill, then the insurance would help pay for it. These are the kind of elements of a national health insurance important to the American people. Governor Reagan, again, typically is against such a proposal. And meanwhile, Reagan's in the background there chuckling because he's like, no, no, we don't want it. We don't want poor people getting better. We don't want that. Remember, he would eventually be elected, and it took – I'm trying to remember, and I, can be, I, I know I'm going to be wrong on this, on part of this, but it was many, many years before he even uttered the word AIDS. It was rampant in the country, and, and we were fighting about – he wouldn't even acknowledge its, its existence, uh, let alone – look, there were a lot of good things about Reagan. I even, even I'll admit that, but – uh, well, let's just put it this way. Do you remember back in the uh, back in the 2016 um, Republican debates? They were having one of their debates at the Reagan Library. Uh-huh. These these the, today's Republicans don't even utter the word Reagan anymore. Oh, Reagan, it's a whole different part. Reagan wouldn't even be welcome at all. In today's Republican Party. Well, I, I, I've uh, I've said it before. It used to be the Republicans and the Democrats all wanted to get to the same place. We just had very different ideas on the route to take. Yeah. Now, the Republican Party, for the most part, uh, what you see, on an, at least on a national stage, all they're interested in is power. 
That's it. They don't want to govern. They want power. Well, so don't get an argument out of me. So I want to give this a couple minutes here before we split because I want to run this by you. Uh, today being Juneteenth, mm-hmm. national holiday, bank holiday tomorrow. Is but, but yeah, it's a, as far as I understand, it's a bank holiday. You know, not not to be uh, uh, just. I've had a number of people say to me, "Enjoy your holiday weekend," and I, I'm not aware that Juneteenth is is a national holiday yet. It's now national holiday now. Yep. No, I, I really wasn't aware of that. And Jazad, uh, I have a. Well, that's because we're a couple of old old white guys who. Let's yep. let's face it. The if you really look at it from the perspective of a 60, 60, 60 plus year old of white guys, we oh, okay. What does that mean to us? In, in essence, I mean, I understand it's it is important, uh, but this is this something. Is, this is I I'm not. I mean, I. Are you going to do anything special for Juneteenth? I, I Look, I'll cop. I'll cop to up to two years ago. I never heard of Juneteenth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I was going to say I hadn't, I hadn't heard about it myself until last uh, year. That, that may be a lie. I'm sure I have heard of it, but it never resonated with me. Well, I had I heard. Didn't... I had heard of emancipation. And I believe that's I believe how that's, they, they celebrate they that in Texas. Okay. I'd never heard it uh, up until last year referred to as Juneteenth. And um, I'm glad, but it, and it, but it brings up a, it brings up a question and I'll just mm-hmm. yes or no. Cause I know we don't have that much time. Nope, uh, there, every uh, this time of the year, there is always talk about reparation. Mm-hmm. Just to descendants of the slaves. Mm-hmm. What do you what think? Oh, oh, yeah. Let's let let's try and uh, tackle this in uh, in about a minute. Just a uh, we can always go back to an hour or two if you really want to. On the face of it, no. Okay. On the face of it, no. Based on. Uh, Based on, I don't want to, this is, I really haven't had time to give this any thought. And uh, cards and letters. Make sure you spell my name right. Well, to that I would say yes, but it'll never happen. Well, if you're confident it'll never happen, then sure, I'll say yes to everybody uh, Everybody wow. getting a, a pair of golden wings to fly into the sun. The city of St. Paul is talking about reparations for... Why do you do this? Why do you bring this with with a minute to go? Just because that's how I roll. It is how you roll, and you bring this up, and then then we'll drop it. It'll never and we'll. (laughs) That's why you love working with me so much. Oh, good gravy! You talk about you getting a raise. Good gravy! Are you kidding (laughs) me? I'm the one that's gonna sit here with you. (laughs) We'll see you. In a couple minutes, you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Just Killing Time is next. 
T-F-I. You found Just Killing Time with John and Ed. If you can't say anything nice about anybody, come sit by me. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. If you are watching live, the comment section is open. From a pay phone, call collect. While I whip this out. So, Reedy, Pagliacci, Reedy. Reedy, huh? Yeah. Don, the world is so full of a number of things. I'm sure we should all be as happy as. But are we? No. Definitely no. Positively no. Decidedly no. Uh uh. Short people have long faces, and long people have short faces. Big people have little humor, and little people have no humor at all. <laughs> and in the words of that immortal bard, Samuel J. Snodgrass, as he was about to be led to the guillotine, make them laugh, make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? <laughs> my dad said, be an actor, my son. But be a comical one, they'll be standing in lines. For those old honky-tonk monkey shines Or you could study Shakespeare and be quite elite And you could charm the critics and have nothing to eat Just slip on a banana peel, the world's at your feet Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh Make them laugh Don't you know everyone wants to laugh My grandpa said go out and tell them a joke but give it plenty of hope, make them roar, make them scream. Take a fall, but a wall split a scene. You start off by pretending you're a dancer with grace. You wiggle till they're jiggling all over the place. And then you get a great big custard pie in the face. Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh. Make them laugh, don't you? All the... What? My dad... They'll be standing in lines for those old monkey tonk monkey
There we are. There we are. There we are. Yeah, we had a we had a moment there. We definitely had a moment. Literally, Literally just killed. Just killed. <laughs> so suddenly all my audio froze up. I had to reboot. Uh but John, John, good morning. I guess let's do the intro. Tell us who we are and why well, we're here. Welcome back to now just killing time on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Once again, from the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And over there in the technical department at the Radio TFI Executive Tower in Queens, New York, it is the one and only at Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. And uh, and we're, we're having a day and a half over here. Let me, let me tell you what. Uh, I'm going to kick it back to John for just a second while I take care of uh, one of these uh, <laughs> technical well, issues well, here. Jeez. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a hoot, it's I'll tell you. And we both, now, now we're even here. I had uh, some issues with uh, audio here earlier myself, and now it's Ed's turn. So. Uh, we're going to, we'll get, we'll model through this. It, it's, hey, like we've said for over five years now, what we are dealing with here is hashtag big time professional radio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, and uh, I, I am, I am no closer to being ready, but let's move on anyway. What do you say, sir? Well, we're What's ready next? for these here. All righty, so here we go with uh, the birthdays for this week, the following, uh, the upcoming week, uh, beginning with actually uh, didn't didn't geez didn't have anything really prominent today, but uh, so we'll move on to tomorrow, Monday, uh, where uh, Brian Wilson will be eighty years old. What? Uh, yeah. You mean the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson, right? The Beach Boys, Brian Wilson. Wow, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. See what I did there? The wishes they could all be California girls. Oh, don't we all? Don't we all? Exactly. Uh, Lionel Richie will be 73 on the 20th. We now, what band did, what, what group did he start out with? Uh Unless there, unless this is a trick question, he started out with the Commodores. That is absolutely correct, sir. Moving on. Okay. Love that music, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Goodman. What band did he start out in? Oh, he was in the Blues Brothers band. He, he, will be he, was, in that, he was in that awful Blues Brothers 2000 movie. You think that was a bad movie? How old is he going to be? 70 years old. I think they tried to recapture something. Belushi was gone. I I, I appreciate that Aykroyd wanted to pay homage to him somehow, some way. 
But that was not the way. You wound up having three different people, John Goodman's character, the little boy, and the, the cop who suddenly saw the light and became, you know, it, it was just just a little much for this boy. You know who I wish that they would, who they would, who I wish they would have put in there, in there. How oh. about Jim Belushi? Uh, no. Now, interestingly enough, when after John passed, uh, Jim Belushi would go out and perform with Ackroyd as the Blues Brothers. Oh, that really? Oh, yeah. No, they did. They did live shows like that. Yeah, but. But if you put try to do the movie with them, I, I, I mean, it becomes a whole thing now. We all know, you know, it, it just wasn't. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. Uh, one more for the 20th. Nicole Kidman will be 55 years old. Is that? I want to say is that all, but, you know. <laughs> all right. First, where Chris Pratt will be 43 years old. Now, talk about a guy who has been, he's in the uh, the Marvel Universe, the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, the Avengers franchise. He's in the uh, 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 Jurassic Park franchise. Uh, he He's like the new Harrison Ford, who had the Star Wars. He had Indiana Jones and, you know, look, that's where you make your money. By the way, what TV show did Chris Pratt start out on? I don't know. Parks and Recreation. Never watched that. You never watched a minute of it. That's okay. You don't have to, to know the answers. Moving on. Okay. Also on the uh, 21st, Prince William will be 40. Moving on to the 22nd, where Meryl Streep will be 73 years old. My goodness. On to the 24th, where Mick Fleetwood will be 75. And I bet you he can still, I bet you he can still beat the skins like nobody else. And play drums too. Oh. <laughs> oh. And moving on to the 25th. Last but not least, uh Ricky Gervais will be 61 years old. He is uh he is, he is very funny. He's very he speaks his mind. Yeah, this is He's, very true. He speaks his mind. Who's left? That's it. That's it. Last That's but not least. That oh, is no, it. You did say uh, least but not last or something like that. That too. That's something like that. Exactly. Something like that. So so we're just we're we're like a factory here. We 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 churn one out and then we move on to the next one. Is that what we're doing here? That is what we're doing here because now it is time. You got the keys to the machine? We really need to change that battery. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. A look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. All right. Well, here we go here with another week of the Wayback Machine. 
Uh, it's kind of heavy on entertainment, uh, this uh, sports entertainment, this uh, uh, particular go around where we start with the 19th in 1960, where Loretta Lynn records, I'm a honky tonk girl. Really? That was actually yeah, one of her songs I don't I don't remember, but uh I got nothing for that. Nothing. Other than the fact can you believe Loretta Lynn is still around. I can. I can. And still recording you know, well, at least as a couple of years ago, she's still recording. And do you know who her little sister is? Crystal Gale. That is absolutely correct, sir. Oh, wow. Moving on to the 20th, where in 1975, the movie Jaws, based on the book by Peter Benchley and uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Roy Schneider, was released. Uh, you know I have it. You know I have it. I just can't find it. <laughs> I, I just can't find Oh, Oh, I hate you for doing that to me. Don't you oh, go anywhere. So I'm so sorry. Oh man, I, I, I I'm gonna have to start getting a heads up on these things because uh well you know no you didn't ask, so you didn't receive. You know, I, I understand that and you're not entirely wrong and uh yada 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 and all that, but I I, I just I think there are you certain you, things you said that you wanted to be surprised by these things. Yeah, I know what I said. Uh, I moving but, on. But no, no, we're not moving on yet. Uh, okay, damn it, we're moving on. <laughs> no! Moving on, to, <laughs> moving on to the 22nd, where in uh, 1937, challenger Joe Lewis KOs James J. Brock in the eighth round at Chicago's Kaminsky Park for the World Heavyweight Boxing title. Now that one I had. Congratulations. <laughs> also on the 22nd, in 1963, little Stevie Wonder, at age 13, releases his first single, Fingertips. It's the first live non-studio recording to go number one on Billboard. Go Stevie. And that, that was the name they went by, his... Performing name, Little Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Right. Little Stevie Wonder. Uh-huh. Moving on now to the 23rd on, in 1972, where Hurricane Agnes becomes America's costliest natural disaster, affecting 15 states with 119 deaths and $3 billion in damage. Wait a second. Wait a second. What year was that? 1972. That is, that is no, there is no possible way that that is still. At uh, the time. Oh, at the time. I'm assuming it doesn't say that, but I will, I'll have to go with, with that. You, you, uh, I, I must have missed that. I must, uh, I must have affected 15 states, 119 people killed from that. Wow. Wow. And uh you know, you know what's funny? I really do. I I have something for that and I'm desperately trying to uh 
if I can find it. Oh, if I can our find notes. it. We'll put it in our notes. Next week, I will send you these. You can have all you're your gonna, for you. You're going to have to because uh, I've, I've got, oh, man, I had to write one for that, too. Okay. okay. No! <laughs> All right. Moving on to 1979, where Tramps Breakfast in America becomes the number one album in the U.S. One, one of the greatest albums. Yeah, one of the greatest albums ever. Yeah, one of the greatest albums ever. Totally, totally love that one. Just in the uh, last last year or so, the woman who posed on the cover of the album as the waitress holding the. Uh, she passed away. It was about a year or so ago. I remember reading that. Really? Yeah, yeah, just one of those. I'm sure she had a fine life outside of that, you know, one one job. But we'll right. on. look at that. Uh, okay, on to 1989 on the 23rd. 1989, where the movie Batman. I'm Batman. Except it was probably a little different tone back then in 1989, but. Directed by Tim Burton, starring Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. That's where that comes from. I'm Batman. You think so? I I know for a fact. I saw the movie. I went uh, the second night that was playing. I went to see that in the movie theaters. I'm Batman. But you know that Jack Nicholson got the the top billing in that movie, right? Yes, yes, it, it seemed a little, it seemed a little uh, odd at the time, but but that's uh, emergency bat. No, that wasn't in it, but I could. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Gene Hackman got the top billing on the uh, first mm-hmm. Superman movie over Michael Keaton or over Michael over uh, Chris Reeves. Yeah, there was a lot of at the time. We've talked about this before. Uh, a lot of uh, Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom is Batman. Yep, we soon got over it. We soon got over okay. it. Okay. I'm Batman. And moving on to 2003, where Barry Bonds steals second base against the LA Dodgers, becoming the first player in MLB history to have 500 career homers and 500 steals. Oh, and five pock marks from the steroid injection. You see, now we don't, we can't prove that. Well, we can, but thank you. Thank you. All right, moving on to the twenty fifth. What happened on the twenty fifth, John? On the twenty fifth, former uh, former U.S. President, President Herbert Hoover was was known to say, "Damn it," as he. Authorizes the building of the Boulder Dam, which was later renamed Hoover Dam. Sorry, oh, that, that just... you're, you're such a sore loser. I swear to God. Oh, no. He didn't say also, damn it. You made that up. Also, in, on the 25th of 1984, Prince releases his Purple his Rain purple album. Purple rain. I had my. I had my. Well, we all had our questions about Prince at the time, but you can't deny the music, man. The music is. Uh, know, it is so sad. I, I feel like I missed out because in that era, in in that that part of the eighties, 
I was so hell-bent on uh, uh, two types of music. music. Classic rock and dirty country. And southern rock. I listen to both kinds of music, country and western. western. Yeah, but... Yeah, but eighty, but Prince was. Uh, uh, boy, I tell you that—that's one of those things where you never realize how much you miss it until it's gone. Yeah, eighty-four. I I had just recently relocated to South Florida. That was a really weird time for me. But moving on, we got one more here from nineteen ninety-one. Where Martina, the travel natural ab, help me out here, brother. <laughs> Napa Troll, God damn that Navi- woman. <laughs> Katrina Navatarola. It's Martina. Martina. Well, what did I say? Katrina? Martina yes. Navatarola. Thank you. Wins her record 100 singles match at Wimbledon, beating here's another one. Elna Rainick of South Africa. I have no idea. There you go. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. That's it. The exhaust. Let's shut her down. Getting to me. Let's shut her down. 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 Damn. Damn. We're going to work on the machine. We're going to work on the machine. That smells worse than me after a bowl of beans. Well, then, what can I tell you? It's an old machine for a for a bit that got old when it was new. <laughs> I kill me! I kill me! Oh! oh! Uh, now, for the moment we've all been waiting for, are we ready? Do you need a moment? Ready? No, we don't. Because I think you're. Well, never mind. We're not uh, not gonna say a word. And now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present the battle of the one-hit wonders. Here's your match official, John Shannon. And I see somebody over there ready to do a happy dance. Oh, really? Well, let's let's stick to the format here. So, but anyway, so let's uh, real quickly go to uh, this week's uh, challenger from 1997. The band Chum Chumbawamba. <laughs> and what's the name of the song? I always say that at the end, sticking with the format. Is that enough of that or what? what? Anyway, so that was, that was uh, Chumping by Chumbawamba from 1990. You just love it. I do. I do. And now here is our current champion, a much easier uh, name to pronounce, Terry Jack. Terry Jack. 
trusted friend. We've known each other since we were nine or ten. Together we've climbed hills and trees. Learned of love and ABC. Skinned our hearts and skinned our knees. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. I hit the wrong button, but that's okay. I was going to play the full song. That's okay. So, we are you ready for the winner? Are you ready for your drum roll? Are you ready for the winner? Here is your winner. And still, no! One of Wonders champion with 61.5% of the vote. It is Terry Jacks with Seasons in the Sun. trusted friend We've known each other since we were nine or ten Together we've climbed hills and trees Learned of love and ABC Skinned our hearts and skinned our knees Goodbye my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Now that the spring is in Please pray for me I was a black sheep of the family You tried to teach me right from wrong Too much wine and too much song Wonder how I got along Goodbye, Papa, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky find the sun and every time that I was down you would always come around and get my feet back on the ground goodbye Michelle it's hard to die Starfish on the beach. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun, but the stars we could reach were just starfish on the beach. We had joy, we had fun. 
And again, your returning and current champion from 1975. It is Terry Jacks with Seasons in the Sun. So yeah, it's, it's it's on quite a roll there. I look, I like this song, but I am I'm blown away. But I think we've got something in the chamber that's going to finally knock this bad boy off. Uh, but go ahead, tell us about the voting. Well, the voting, uh, it was, again, it was yeah. kind of split between uh, Facebook and Twitter. Our, uh, uh, it was kind of close on the, uh, yeah. on the Twitter, actually leaning towards uh, tub thumping. But uh, we got over to the Facebook side, and Seasons in the Sun was uh, an overwhelming winner over there. Well, you just found out what the new challenger is. Uh, if you check your phone. Uh, okay, I didn't check. John, I hadn't checked my phone. John's gonna because I just sent you the info so you could properly introduce it. But don't say anything. Don't say anything. But I do believe that this one, this has got the sing-along value to it that is going to just blow young Mister Jacks. Right out of the water. John's looking at it right now, shaking his head. He's got to beat a sweat or two uh, on his forehead because he knows he's got a real challenge this time, don't you, John? Okay. Well, here it is. It looks like your uh, challenger. Here it is from Tommy Two Tone from 1981. I'm sure you'll remember this. Oh 
your challenger for next week. So now tell me the official uh, the official name is that Jenny or is it the whole is it the whole number and everything? It's the whole thing eight six seven five three zero nine Jenny. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there's well, the there's challenge from 1981 from Tommy Tutone. And uh, we'll make for an interesting week, I'm, I'm sure. Once again, uh, you are the ones that determine the, uh, who moves on here. It is uh, either go to the uh, Twitter. Uh, it's actually, I, I have it on John Radio TFI just because I have a, a few more followers on that. But I do retweet it onto uh, the uh, show uh, Twitter feed as well. So um, you can vote. Now remember this, remember this, kids and kittens, when you're voting, when you're voting, think about what song you can sing. Think about singing Seasons in the Sun with a group of Seasons in the Sun with a group of people in a bar. At 1.15 in the morning. Can you do that? Would you do that? Would you oh, rather be hollering for Jenny? Politician. Well, would you rather be hollering for Jenny Jenny? Tell me. <laughs> tell me that doesn't that doesn't grab you. And uh because this is gonna be what? This is what my fourth shot? My third is it my third or fourth? Third shot. Third shot. My third challenger. Come on, kids. I put some some primo stuff up there. And uh, again, I liked Seasons in the Sun. And I liked, what was it before that? Oh, no, I couldn't. Uh, that was before I was picking the challenger. The other one that just held on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm truly concerned about your taste out there, kind listeners. Jenny, 8675309. Every city has a story about whoever had the phone number, 8675309. I promise you, you can go on eBay right now. Type in the search engine eight six seven five three zero nine, and you will find that phone number for sale in various area codes. Jenny, Jenny, that's who well, you here in the area six five one area code, because of course I tapped it and checked it out. It goes directly to a busy signal. Of course, uh, most people want a part of that number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, especially. Especially in the 80s when this came out, 1981, 1982. Nobody had cell phones. So how many goofball drunks were sitting would go to the payphone in the back of the bar? Uh, is Jenny there? <laughs> yeah, back when you didn't need to dial it with uh with an area code either. Back when there was no caller ID. Uh-huh. Prank phone calls have gone. I, I, I mean, it, it's a lost art form because if you block your number, half the people won't answer. You know. Well, yeah, that's just it. Hi, is your refrigerator running? You better catch it. Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Prince, Prince Philip and I can. Well, you better let him out. <laughs> One at wonders, kids and kittens. Uh, Jenny, Jenny. That's that's who you turn to. And. Uh, and we, we have to end the rain because John's got a pretty decent challenger uh, locked and loaded in the chamber. Why do they keep saying locked and loaded? I'm doing the whole gun thing. But John's got one sitting there. been sitting there now two weeks that yep, I'm sure yep. you want to. And I'm not going to spill the beans, but it's it's there. It's on the shelf. It's ready to roll. I can push the button right now and we can play it. But I won't 
if you want to hear what John's got next, how about this? How about this twist, John? If you want to hear John's challenger, then you need to vote for 8675309, Jenny Jenny. That's who you turn to. That's consummate politician. Vote Ed. Just write me in, baby. Write me in, no matter where you are. Just uh, Ed Van Ness. Why? Because I'm in it for the perks, baby. I'm in it for the perks. If Lauren Bober can get out of this thing with a lifetime pension. No, my God. Uh, yeah. Do you hear? Right, I, hear I even want to believe some of the stuff that's coming out about, out about her. Why? Why wouldn't you believe it? I, I just I, don't I, want to. I mean, I mean, it's just too it's good, just to, be good to be true. Yeah, but her people, her fans don't care. They don't care. Oh, although they'll go half half cocked, if you'll pardon the expression, about uh, a, 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 a child pornography ring in the basement of a of a pizza joint and go in and shoot the place up. Oh, but my girl was a paid escort. And look, if you want to do that, that's that's on you. You have two abortions. Hey, you know, you have every as far as I'm concerned, you have every right to. Uh, but don't but sit don't there come and be holier than thou afterwards. Right. And then also uh, your husband, before he was your husband, exposing himself in a, bo in, in a bowling alley to teenage girls, which, by the way, she was a teenage girl at the time. Uh, uh, they, they've got they've got so much going against them. And uh, I, I don't understand how she got elected, but be that as it may. Uh, what else do we have? No, but they don't support that former black president. Uh-uh. Nope. He's a Muslim. He's, he's, he's got Muslim. the name. Uh, he's got the name. He, he got that Muslim name. And remember, most of these folks had never heard of the name Hussein before the 1990s. Yeah, no kidding. You know, so. so I did put up I did put up another poll here that I want to run here real quick. Um so in other words, let me see if I got this straight. You want to run this poll up the poll and see if anybody salutes. <laughs> oh, what would you do without me? Aren't you due for another oral surgery? I. Uh, what do you think of this? It's on this side. Do you remember what this looked like last week? Oh, yeah. It was really dark. You know what that is? And by the way, for the radio folks, I'm pointing to my jaw where I had the oral surgery. Last week, it was like a, a deep, dark purple, would you say, John? Oh, absolutely. It was blood. That's where the blood went. Uh, the, the surgeon told me it could have gone one of two ways. The best way for it to go was into, into my skin. Uh -huh. And now it's faded. It's it's almost gone. I go see them tomorrow for. It's not even with the lighting. It isn't even really even noticeable. No, no. Oh, it's nowhere close to. I woke up the day after and I was like, "Holy smokes!" And again, there's there's video imagery. Yeah. Uh, but I feel I feel much better. Uh, the pain has more or less gone away. I've had more pain this week. I was getting out of my car here at the new station at the new executive tower. I was getting into the car and I tripped and I pushed my wrist into the car 
and my wrist has just been sore all week. I, and it's better now. I'm, uh, I mean, every time I moved it, you could, you know, but I have more pain. Thank goodness I had the painkillers. Let me put it that way. Yeah. <sighs> oh, so it looks like we again lost our Facebook connection for now. So yeah, I saw that. I saw we that. Got, we done um, pissed hey. somebody off again. No, didn't did we piss somebody off or did we? Uh... Well, I again, I'm sure it's the copyright things. No, it doesn't say that. Well, but I'm sure that's what I'm sure I'm sure that's what happened. But anyways, I'll look into it when we're done here. But People anyways, let me let me go back to this poll here that I uh, oh right the poll. So I'll give you a little bit of background on it. I took a, a nice long ride uh, from uh, from the uh, Minneapolis area out into western Minnesota, where I was. I picked up this uh, disabled young lady. Uh, had to put her had to put her small wheelchair in the uh, back of the in the back of the van. Um, so. A pleasant ride, you know. I had to, I had to a, little, a little hard to understand sometimes, but you know, she was still it was a pleasant ride. And I got her to her, got her to her home, out in, you know, out in BF nowhere, mm -hmm. uh, out there in the sticks, you know. And on on my way, I'm seeing all kinds of uh, signs and flags, you know, Trump flags and all these other signs. By the way, you don't see very many let's. Brandon or believe it or not. I would imagine certainly not in Minnesota because that's just that's for Brandon. But uh but nonetheless, you still see a bunch of Trump flags and Trump signs and and what have you. Have you I got to, I got to the the drop off drop -off. And, and these folks that were out there, you know, if I was the kind of guy that would presume anything. I would definitely presume that they were definite Trumpies. Okay. But you know what? What? They were nice people. They were thankful. You know, they were thankful to see me. Gave me a $5 tip for getting, you know, give, you know, giving, getting their daughter there home safely and everything like that. They're very pleasant. Thank you. Have a nice day. And I, I drove, I drove off from that saying to myself, I'll bet, I'll, I'll bet money, money that these people are about as red as you can get. Mm -hmm. And then I got to thinking about it. Do I really care? Do I really want to know? So the question I have, the question I put out there is, do you really want to know, do you think that it's a good idea that we should know each other's? Do you want to know your neighbor's politics? Do you want to see yard signs? Either, either way, either Trump or Biden or whoever, do you want to see all this? Do you care what their politics are? As long as they are not, as long as they're not going out and, you know, Raiding the Capitol or anything to that effect. Do you care what their politics are? 
Well, I can give you the, my answer to the poll right now. And since I'm the only other one with a microphone here, you're pretty much stuck with me. I think my, I think my answer is self-evident based on the fact that what did I do about a year ago? I came out as a Democrat. Uh huh. I kept it to myself for 40 years, over 40 years. And I was not interested in anybody else's politics. Quite frankly, I'm still not interested in anybody else's politics. I don't know that I ever will be. I mean, a a, 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 a free and, and frank discussion every now and again? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But do I want to know on a daily basis what my neighbor's thinking? No. I don't want to know what I'm thinking on a daily basis. So I, I, I give it a big resounding no. I don't want to know. You do you, and let's not get that. Once again, it's okay to agree to disagree, but and if it's just about how we're going to get there, but we all want to go to the same place, but that's not where we are these days. We are, uh, it, it's, that's just not where we are. So the actual question is, do you think we'd be better off if we didn't know our neighbor's politics, to which 67% of the respondents uh, said no. I said yes, we'd be better off if we didn't know. Absolutely. Then, you know, that makes me a yes. Uh, we I, I honestly, I, I have to agree with you. I don't, I don't really care. I mean, uh, earlier, or actually the day before that, I was getting ready to wrap up my day. There was some joker that had all kinds of stickers and and other uh, right-wing politicians all over the back end of his car. I swear to God, the stickers were actually holding the car together. Oh, I remember that picture now. I remember that. And I'm thinking of, and the sad part about it is, is he pulled into the same gas station that I did just ahead of me. And I couldn't help but thinking, my God, if I had a baseball bat, it'd be time for batting practice. Oh, see. But, but that's the second thing. If I didn't, if I didn't know, if he didn't have all those bumper stickers all over his car, I wouldn't have known. I, I wouldn't have said I. Did it ever dawn on you? It may not be his car. I don't know. No. no, I'm saying, but that never thought. You just presumed the driver was the owner of the car. Yeah, you're right. Could have been his son. Could have been he just sold the car. Could have been the uh, coroner driving it out back to the crime scene unit. Who knows? Uh, the fact that some people feel, look, I, I've never been a little bumper sticker or something like that, uh, a lapel pin that uh, that points towards your political uh, leanings. That's fine. But a lot of these Trump folks these days, they believe that if you don't have the 80-foot flag, uh and your car festooned, there's a word you don't use every day, festooned, with with all of this silliness, then you're not, you don't really believe in your candidate or your candidate's not for real. And again, it, if you feel the need to desecrate the flag, uh, 
Oh, by the way, there was a concert or something going on outside my window right now. I don't know if you can hear it. No. I, uh, I'm realizing now I, I live in a very diverse neighborhood. Uh, and I can't wait till the summer when it's really nice out in there. Weekends are going to be a jam session. Uh, oh, I can't. Anyway, I lost, track of, I lost track of where I was. And so. Well, people hey. with. We're talking about people with uh, flags and uh, uh, something you said, something about desecrating the flag. Yeah, well, everybody that puts the blue lines on and they put the Trump, you know, uh, Rambo Trump. And, you know, if it doesn't have uh, 13 stripes and. Uh, of uh, a field of blue with 50 stars on it, then anything anything you add to the American flag is desecrating the flag. You put a blue line, a yellow line, uh, any color line, you're, you've desecrated the flag. What the? Excuse me. So, anyways, anyways I I would I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that I don't want to know. Because here's the thing, I am, for the most part, when I'm out and about, out in society, out in the convenience store, store or if you're in Canada, food, the, food. the uh, I'm just going to ignore that. But <laughs> by the way, somebody coming, if somebody coming to the, you know, coming approaching the door, I'll hold the door for them. I don't stop to check their their politics. I don't. I, I try to be polite and try to be outgoing and friendly to people. And I don't want to know what their politics are. I don't care what their politics are. Keep your politics to the voting booth. Now, that's one thing for Ed and I to sit here and do our little pontificating as we do in our little world. It's, it's, you know, other shows, other, uh, that's what they're doing. That's, you know, that's what Fox News is all about, quote unquote, entertainment. That's their job. That's what that's And that's, that's one thing. When we're out here in society, I think we'd be a whole lot better off if we didn't know. Absolutely. Well, you know, because By the way, I have an update on the outside you have an update on what on the ruckus going on outside the studio oh, okay. we are we're directly across the, the the street from a catholic school and a catholic church there's some kind of catholic procession going down the street they have portable loudspeakers i have never seen such a procession and procession in all my days of being a catholic uh real or imagined i don't know what it is i see all the catholic trappings uh, but I have no idea what they're doing. None. I, today's not a. It's a I good mean, thing it's Christ there. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and honestly, I, I'm going go to go to the. I'll be right back. Go to the other window. Oh, that's that's funny. That is funny. He's Ed is just learning the trappings of his uh, his new. Uh, uh, set up there, if you will. And it looks well. You know what? <laughs> we. I'm just gonna say. You know, we do a show on Sunday, and uh, guess what happens on Sunday if you're right across the street from a Catholic church? 
Yeah, but it, it, I, I'm, I'm across from the school. The church is a block away. I, and this didn't happen last week. This didn't happen last week. So I hope this is not a weekly occurrence because I'm going to be really pissed. I'm, it's bad enough. I'm it bad enough every day, three o'clock, all those little uniformed Catholic boys and girls are spewing out all over the place. And people are parking in my driveway and, and all that. I really should have paid a little bit more attention before I moved in. But I, I, I dare you to hang up a, a, a picture of Satan outside your... Uh... No, I'm not going to do that. Look, you know me. I double dog dare you. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I might go to hell. I might go to hell. I'm on my way. But <laughs> oh, look, look, these are... It looks like it's a, a, a middle school up to about eighth grade. From what I can tell, there might be, it might be high school. I, I, it's really hard for me to tell with these kids. Uh, but look, they're in the uniforms and I've been there. I've done that. And uh, I, I'm not, you're not going to get me to, to pick a fight with the Catholic church because no matter what I think of them, they're still bigger than I am. And then oh, I just look on, straight to hell for that one. Look, right, right now, and I'm not making, well, I don't want to say that. I don't want to be the neighborhood Grinch. I've only been here two weeks. Okay, three, uh, yeah, two weeks. So I don't want to be the guy, look at the guy putting up satanic uh, messaging at his apartment. Yeah, because that'll go over real well. That will go over real well. Oh, but it's, look, I'm not encouraging, and I'm just trying to be a smart ass here. You are, you are too. You there was nothing you would love more than to turn on your local news and say, and this this from New York, uh, idiotic old man puts up satanic images across from a Catholic school. Film at eleven. You'll be shocked at the results. No, you won't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All I'm saying is, well, you're well within your free speech. I mean, let's let's. Uh, sure I am. Sure I am. Doesn't mean I'm gonna do it. But you know, but you don't want to. You don't want to poke the bear, right? I, I no, I, I don't want to poke the priest either. Although they tried to poke me when I was an altar boy. <laughs> I got a million of them, but they all sound like the same one. Exactly, but uh, no, I well, I tell you, but all things being equal, I can't hear it. I can't hear okay. any of it going on. So that's good. It's hey, one of these days. I'll put up a map and describe the whole area. And uh, the the nice thing about where I am is that well, it's not quiet. I can't. It's a nice apartment. I'll give you the tour someday. Today's not no, that I'm day. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking Today forward to it. Today is not. I never, I never really gave the tour of the old place, so it's hard to, you know. Right. It's hard to compare. Well, you're, but, you're still kind of a private guy, so you don't, uh, you know, you don't. There's some things you just think you can yourself and whatever. I, I understand that. Well, the other place was just a shithole. I, and again, I don't mean it like that. It's just, I never took care of it because it was old. It was beat up. It was, you know, it, it was a, literally a place to hang my hat. Literally. And, and that was. And how much time did you have to do it? You know, when you were working as much as you were working? Well, I was off for seven months. I bought I bought enough stuff to redo the apartment and never did a thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
It's time to go bye-bye, so uh, thank you for uh, joining us here again this week on the Taxi Stand Hour and it's killing time for that guy over there, Mr. Ed Van Ness. I'm John Shannon. I got the money. See ya! The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there. I get no 